A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi beautiful humans. Welcome to episode 39 of Corovisation. Oh, that was an unexpected cheerful end to my intro there. I didn't expect my voice to go that way, but it, it did. And, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> it's Friday, friends. It is Friday. Corovisation is supposed to come out on Wednesday. So thank you very much again. And as always, and probably for the future, for being such wonderful, loyal listeners and sticking with me, despite my shambolic timekeeping. I've had a tough week though, friends. I've had a tough one. And you know what? You know what? Last week, I put it out there. I put it out into the universe, and this is scary. It's scary for anyone to ask for validation for my episodes. And I, and I asked you guys for your feedback. And you, my friends, you delivered. Some of the comments were so nice. It just makes me squeal thinking about it. So thank you. Thank you to any of you that took the time out of your day. That tiny bit of time that you took out of your day made a huge impact on my day. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. That really means a lot. Uh, This week's guest, friends, is the perfect example of why we as human beings should strike up conversation with each other more often. We're all so distracted with our phones, even when we go to the pub. You know, like how often was it? How how recent was it when you last had a conversation with someone where you were like, what the fuck? I've just found out so many incredible things about you as a human being that even I wouldn't have found out from your social media. Obviously, everyone projects their highlights, but there's something about real, genuine human connection that I think needs to be valued here and this conversation i think is personally a perfect example of that the lovely lovely very kind but also very badass and very driven brooke diamond is my guest this week she is she's <laughs> she's a bit of me in the way that she does loads of jobs again oh my god this woman is unstoppable i'll let you listen to the episode i'm not going to give it a, give anything away but Damn, she is, she's a badass. She runs her own business. She's an activist. She's got that fire in her heart and in her belly. And it was wonderful to just kind of reach into her brain and find out all these amazing things about her. And she she left me with a big old smile on my face. And even after we hung up the Zoom call, we chatted for another good 20 or so minutes. It's only I had to go to do some other work. And, oh, it was wonderful. It felt, it felt just like something that had been missing from my life that we needed. So that's enough of my bullshit rambling. But you go out there and have a conversation with someone. Just a random, not a random, somebody maybe that you haven't spoken to in a long time. What I'm saying is 
talk to them like a human being, not just like over social media, not just sharing memes, have a real good chat about what they want from their life, what they love about their life, what they're going through right now, man. Anyway, I carried on that rant and I'm stopping it now. Beautiful humans. <laughs> I'm gonna put it out into the world again. I'm gonna I'm gonna dip my toe in the icy water once again and ask for your validation, please. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast, that would be hugely appreciated. And also, please tweet me what you thought about these episodes or this episode or any of the past episodes. Any episode. Any episode. Um yeah, tweet me. Tweet me nice things about it. And if you think there's something I can improve, tweet me that with a solution. If you're going to tweet me something mean, I mean, like, tweet it at yourself first and, and then realise that it's a mean thing to say and then don't say it. The end. So, friends, if you would like to find me on the interwebs, you can find me anywhere except Instagram at Cats and Crows. K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O. W-S. Oh, that came out slower this week. Can you tell how tired I'm getting? <laughs> oh, goodness. However, if you would like to make contact with me on Instagram, and I, I do advise that you do because my stories at the moment are filled with self-improvement goodness, mm, food for the soul, then I highly advise you follow me at Riots and Crows. R-I-O-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. And that is your ladies and gentlemen and every other human... <laughs> Big in the universe coming through. I'm so sorry. That's the first time and last time I promise that will ever happen in a Crovisation intro. I better leave it there. Beautiful humans, have a wonderful week. Thank you for sticking with me and please enjoy episode 39 with the awesome Baruch Diamond of Crovisation. When I was growing up, all my role models were male. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, Anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is Clovisation. You know my business while I started. I started it basically when I was 19. And it was really, really weird because um, I actually went to you. I, I was having such a kind of a bit of a breakdown because everyone wanted to meet me to become a special effects makeup artist which I was only trained in but I didn't enjoy it oh yeah you get pushed yeah it's it's so annoying so um I went away to LA this is actually just after I met my future to be boyfriend and went away to LA for a month and I visited the cinema makeup school and I thought everything was meant to be because they basically offered me a scholarship then and there and but I was still kind of like I don't want to do this I don't even like touching other people's faces (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it's so funny it it gets to the end of the month and I get a message from a lady called Agatabois who I had messaged six weeks prior asking if I could pick up some perfume from her she was 
actually a world famous clothing designer who made stuff for Aerosmith, for Judas Priest, for so. Like, you What's it again? Her name's Agatha Bois. Have you seen um Have you seen the music video Beautiful Dangerous with Flash? Oh yeah, I have. Well, you know the outfit that Fergie's wearing, yeah. where it's like the really cool jacket. Yeah, that was all made by Agatha. Oh. and that was kind of like my dream outfit when I was 12 and it was so funny because um she the only other time she'd ever emailed someone because she's so bad with emails was my mum when I was 15 no to way send up over some turkey. so yeah it was no. really ironic um, she was like come round to my house and pick some perfume up and a 20 minute conversation round at hers turned into me not leaving till 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> nice. She actually threw, she threw a pair of hot pants at my head and it turns out it was a beautiful, dangerous hot pants oh. video. And so from then on, I was literally like, yes, I'm starting a business. And she kind of mentored me. Then I met Painkiller Clothing, so Sophie Turnbull. I know her, and she's lovely. Yeah, she's, she's my girl um we ended up becoming best mates and she taught me as well and then wildside was started so yeah it's been three years in the making and now finally you need to go full time so. <laughs> oh girl it's so hard work starting your own business how how do you feel about having your own business during because right now we're speaking literally during the coronavirus pandemic because obviously people will listen to this in the future how are you feeling are you feeling the pinch are you feeling the pressure I mean, if I'm honest, the pandemic itself hasn't really affected me that much. Like I, um, even when with uni, because I had such a burnout with uni that I always tried to work from home anyway. So that wasn't my issue. My issue was that, um, sorry, it's my boyfriend. Um, my issue was that, um, what was it? I, when I heard the pandemic was happening, I just went, fuck it. My boyfriend got me a job at Tesco's and I was just working every single day. And then when I got back, I would work on the business. Um, and then on the way to Tesco's, got hit by a car and it <gasps> up with whiplash. Oh, yeah. how are you feeling now? Well, I'm seven weeks on and this is the first week where I've been able to stand in a proper line in London. Oh my gosh. So, so yeah, it's been, the pandemic not really has affected me. The whiplash, however, oh my goodness, I've, it, it's been horrible because I haven't even been able to even sit over my sewing machine, <gasps> which is why I started my new blog because I actually started sex blogging. <gasps> I love this. You told me about this. Tell me more. Um, well, I've only just started it and I've been trying to kind of get a load of stuff together before I release it. So I'm actually going to release this on the same time that you released the uh, podcast who I thought that would work really well together awesome. it's called Vibrant Love based on uh, have you seen Grace and Frankie TV show no I haven't I'm not very good at um I'm not very good at TV <laughs> I mean I'm terrible with TV and Netflix but that show is gold James Bonder is kind of like my 80 year old crush <laughs> that woman is incredible and it's basically these two women polar opposites who've got a business selling vibrators and vaginal lubricant that's awesome i didn't know that why have i never heard of this i don't <laughs> no girl you you need to see it i was actually on the set when i was in la and i was like i need to see this show 
That sounds so great. So they inspired you to start a sex blog about everything sex or have you got like a specific kind of niche? I want to do sex toys and lingerie and fetish work. Love. I don't think there's enough. I don't think there's enough like fetish wear bloggers because like the fetish scene can be a bit closed off, I think, to people that aren't, you know, in it already. So I think that'll be really cool. It's that, and I also want to kind of make posts explaining things that people don't really understand. Like, for example, how when you wear specific collars in the fetish world and you're being held onto someone, like they're inviting you into their world, and there's so many different rules that some people don't actually get when they go into a fetish club, mm-hmm. which people who know everything about it will take differently. So, so true. Yeah, because obviously, cause I work at cause, yeah, because I work at Torture Garden as a dungeon monitor. It's something that I see quite regularly now. So I yeah. love this. You're actually the second dungeon or playroom monitor I've had on my podcast recently. I had I spoke to a lovely sex worker called Ivy, and she was a a playroom monitor too. And it's something I really want to get into. I love BDSM and fetish clubs. How did you get into yeah. it? Um, basically, one of my really darling friends. Um, You've probably seen her on Facebook and everything. Her name's Belladonna Hades. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she started the Daughters of Hades. And we became good mates about a year and a half ago. And, yeah, just while I was in California, I realized, shit, I'm coming back to no work. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, um, and, yeah, then she, she initially got me a job working just on cloak cream. And then I kind of worked my way up every single time I would see them to Dungeon Monitor. And yeah, it's it's absolutely awesome. The last time I worked there, it was hilarious. We worked the whole evening and the new manager was like, here's some champagne, uh, champagne to say a good night. <laughs> and I'm looking at her going, yeah, it's the end of the night, it's the end of the night. And then I realized, shit, I'm having champagne for breakfast. <laughs> oh, it's literally 6 a.m. You're like, bitch, champagne for breakfast. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, I mean, I used to hate doing club night and club work, but um, it's such a lovely atmosphere there. Everyone's so respectful. Sorry, I've got someone here who clearly wants to meet you. Oh, we've got a big ginger kitty. This is my thing. This is my favorite part about recording my podcast now over Zoom is that I literally get to see everyone's pets. Every episode, somebody's pets come in and like snuffled the microphone or said hi. Tell me about who is this. So um, this is one of my two ginger ninjas. The other one, I don't know where he's gone. Um, <laughs> I've got two of the world's most handsome little boys. This one's Gizmo Beanbag Diamond. Ah, and, <laughs> and the other one is Dobby Moonbeam Diamond. Oh, Dobby. And unfortunately, Ozzy is with my mum, but I've got a massive... Um, well, he's not massive, he's just quite fat. I've got a... <laughs> Black Labradoodle with little white bits called Aussie Pavarotti Diamond. Oh, I see you're, you're outside right now in your garden. Are you quite like a naturey person, Brooke? Are you like a, are you like me? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very, I'm, I mean, I'm an animal activist, so I'm like super, I love being all around nature. I love going for walks. Like that's one of the number one things I miss about having Aussie around is he got me going for walks a lot more. I love being around nature, just sticking my headphones in. We lost you there for a second there, Brooke, but you were talking about your gorgeous little puppy, Ozzy. 
Yeah, it's annoying that Aussie, um, Aussie lives in Brighton now with my mum, so it's, it's annoying because he used to he used to really get me outside and everything. But what we've planned to do is once Del and I move, we're going to um, my mum and I are working at this animal sanctuary every week, and it says on their website they allow dogs, so we're going to do that every. Oh my gosh, Brick, you have so many interesting things about you. I've met you so many times, but like in this brief 20 minute conversation, I feel like I've found out so many things that I want to dig into your brain about. <laughs> tell, me more about tell me more about your animal activism, because I'm, I, I love activism. You know me, I'm, I'm a, I love yelling in a megaphone. I love just fighting for what's right. <laughs> I love animals, but animal activism is never... I don't want to say the word appeal because it's not like it's a cool trendy thing, but like obviously it's never like pulled me in in the same way that other activism has. So what was it about animal activism that made you go this, I love this, I want to fight for this? Well, it's animal activism and also helping the environment because actually my, my uh, brand focuses on, like the only real leather I use is actually leather I find at vintage stores from old jackets and from old suede and I upcycle those into dossiers um but so I try and promote not using fast fashion but I also try and promote um staying cruelty free because animals are first of all it's not healthy to eat animals like it's actually been proven that our mouths and everything have actually developed over the years and our canines aren't there to tear apart meat they're actually there to tear apart um nuts and tofu and vegetables and things like that hence why so many athletes are now becoming vegan and especially during this pandemic it's even more of a realization because it was animals that started this yeah through people digesting animals that had a virus um and this isn't the first time like um I actually, I'm going to try and find this post that I did not long ago because I kind of beat this guy as I'm talking. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's one of those things where for me, I've always been an animal activist because um, I've always seen even cows and pigs and all of them, they give so much love. They, uh, they are so much therapy and all they want is love and return and the thing is is that pigs and cows are actually smarter than cats and dogs yeah they I can feel this. more than give them yeah way more than what we give them credit for and people just see them as bacon and beef and they don't realize that this animal actually cries when it's cast that i cry about all the time and like i couldn't properly watch tiger king because I got so angry at so many people idolizing these people mm. and I'm going you guys don't you realize this is technically a metaphor for what's happening now these lions bored every day they can't hunt every day this is what's happening to us we can't go out the only so cruel. Is we're every day. yeah, yeah. I, I completely understand like it's really lockdown it's given me such a huge perspective I have uh, my naked cat obviously and he's housebound because he's naked but I've even started letting him go out in the garden. Like I've had to sunscreen him up and everything, but I feel horrible keeping him inside now. You know, just, just watching him like so happy outside. I'm like, oh, how can anyone do that to any animals? Yeah, I have a real thing about Helen. I said, to, I messaged the lady once going, cause she said that she posted a picture of Uzi. Oh, and, okay. I love him. Yeah, and I, I messaged her saying, can Uzi, I was like, can Uzi be the payment? Because he's just so 
bloody cute. Oh, he's so fucking cute. He's. Hello, beautiful Brooke. We're back inside your house. I lost you again. <laughs> this keeps happening with me. Every time I have, you know what? This happened to the other um, playroom dungeon monitor. Maybe you, you kinky folk, give off some kind of electromagnetic field. <laughs> yeah, it's from seeing too many studded penises. <laughs> <laughs> too much heavy metal and and fast movements. <laughs> I saw that once, and the only thing I kept thinking is, what if someone's got a coil? Won't that get stuck? Oh, yeah, like the, oh my God, because they come out sometimes, don't they? Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> wasn't, what movie was it where the girl got the guy's cock stuck down her throat because he had like a, a Prince Albert or something? That was definitely a movie. I definitely didn't see that in a porno. <laughs> Yeah, but that's definitely only a movie that you would know, Rebecca. <laughs> I don't even know what movie it was. It, was it American Pie? It's got to be American Pie or something awful like that. <laughs> I don't watch TV, but apparently when I do, I watch the dumbest shit. Yeah, I, I barely ever watch TV. I actually think that thing's only been turned on maybe twice since I've been back in London. Because obviously really? it was medical. Because obviously I had a real medical issue. I had kind of freedom of movement a bit more and I had to be taken to Brighton uh, because I couldn't move. Yeah, of it course. Was, Oh man, you are feeling better now though. You seem brighter today. Yeah, much better. I think as well the sun is out, but um, yeah, I had to be an osteopath who literally cracked me. <laughs> You're like a small person like me. We're in the small girls club, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Condenses you and pulls you and stretches you back out again. Yeah, but, yeah, but you've got the way better bomb. <laughs> Thank you so much. I've put on I put on body fat since lockdown and I'm actually really pleased with my butt. It's gotten bigger. I never knew. I was like, ah, I just eat more. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was doing a photo shoot with Eleni and every time she got up I was just looking at her bum like Oh my god. Eleni Eleni's butt is just it defies gravity. I look at it and I laugh. It's hilarious, funny. <laughs> I just, I'm literally, I'm literally just like, I, that's the dream butt. She's got a dream butt, right? Dream butt, dream everything. She's gorgeous. Anyway, Brooke, we were talking about, you were giving us some knowledge about animal diseases. And I think it cut out. So start again with your post, because this was really interesting. Let me get my phone, then give me a second. Yes, (laughs) no problem. I can't believe it's absolutely fascinating that people aren't taught this kind of stuff in, in school. Like we don't know where our food comes from anymore. Like until all the documentaries started coming out, people had no idea that factory farms were even a thing. Yeah, but this is the thing that I actually got really pissed off with someone about is that one time someone said to me, oh, um, they agreed with having farms in school so, people, so kids could have their own choice whether to kill the animal or not. Oh. And I'm like, no offence, but there shouldn't even be a choice. Kids should learn that there's a life there that's going to be killed. Yeah. society's changed. Like, that was the way of our life. But if we can teach them a new way, we don't have to, just because mm. it's the way it's always been. Yeah, there's someone else here who wants to meet you. Hey, <gasps> More fluffies! Come back here. Come back here. <sighs> oh. Hi, big chunky. Chunky ginger. Oh, I love ginger cats. Oh, my he's eyes are stunning. Such he's beautiful so eyes. handsome. He's very handsome. He's very photogenic. Look at you. Look at the booty. The fluff booty. <laughs> Why are cat butts so cute? Why are they so cute? Even my naked cat butt is cute. <laughs> For me, it's this bit. It's this um, it's nose and mouth. Yeah, they're little kind of like 
little teddy bear bit. Mm, he's so handsome, aren't you, baby? I love, I love, I love. I'm going to have to come and visit once all this pandemic nonsense is done. I love the yeah. way they, they catch you with their tail, don't they? Oh, just yeah, seeing cats makes me happy. I can, this is another thing that people actually need to realise. So I had a therapy session yesterday hmm. and I started crying. And this little bubba, who can choose tail? Um, <laughs> you just get hair in your mouth. <laughs> What he did was I was sitting outside having my counselling session and he jumped on my lap. And I didn't realise this because most animals, like pets especially, do that when you're upset. And it turns out they're actually hitting your pressure points because they want to try and make you feel better. Oh, my cat sat on my belly yesterday because I was sad and I had belly aches with period pains. And he was like just purring like low down on my belly. And I was like, this actually makes my belly feel way better. It's mad. And he was just like kneading it. It's so crazy how like perceptive animals are we don't give them enough credit just because they don't communicate the same way as us they're so they're so smart and lovely now Brooke tell me tell me these facts about animal diseases again I want to know I want to definitely get these on record so listeria that comes from bacteria found in animals neurovirus Mm. came from shellfish salmonella Salmonella is transmitted through eating foods with animal feces, primarily chicken. E. coli is found in the intestines of cattle, be it from cows and pigs. It's actually 60% of all diseases are derived from are derived from animals and goes up to 70% when including wild animals such as age, which is proven to have come from a monkey bite. Wow. Do you think people, if, if they knew that, people just wouldn't eat meat as often? It's this misinformation campaign, really. Well, it's the misinformation, but it's also the fact that people think, oh, you can't get iron or any of that stuff, and they think about the protein. People don't realise that actually animals are a secondary protein, which is why they should watch things like Game Changers, which was written by Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, as I mentioned before. Um, And it shows how a lot of um, athletes are now becoming vegan. And a lot of it is because um, all the animals that you eat they do they do a lot more bad than good because yes there's protein but it's secondary protein because what did the animal eat when it was alive plant mm. a first protein is actually plant it's impossible to be protein deficient oh. and, yeah and then what actually happens is the fat and the hormones from the animals are the number one things that block up human cells yeah so don't realize that that's actually what creates heart disease if you've got a cancer gene it starts the cancer gene and makes really? it makes it blossom makes it worse um that's another thing like cannabis really helps that as long as there's no obviously no um car and and um actual tobacco in there but that yeah cannabis. yeah i smoke just pure weed and it's 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 my medicine dude it's my medicine yeah i i mean i stopped smoking weed a while ago because i found the for me um it made me lazy <laughs> yeah um, you've got to find i know it sounds so cliche but you've got to find a strain that works with your body because there's so yeah. many now it's so many but in the uk it's it's next to impossible you know yeah i love when i'm in la and my uh, cousin will drive me around and he's just like dude i just need to go and pick up my medical marijuana <laughs> <laughs> i love it i go into the store i go into the med men store and i'm like listen now i need a i need a i need something that's going to wake me up and make me feel creative but i get really anxious so i need something that's got high cbd and they're like i have exactly this for you it has percent this percent this percent this and i'm like oh, this is like medicine and in the uk it's like 
give us a 20 back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, literally, like, I mean, I really wish it was more legalised because the thing is, as well, it was something that Jodie Marsh said when she did her documentary about drugs, actually. Did she? I really know that. I love her. I think she's great, Jodie Marsh. I love I her. Do. Um, yeah. I know people look at, they see the looks and they're kind of like, ugh, but it doesn't really matter. She's got a proper brain. She's like, smart. She's, not. she's got business. Um, and what was it she said? She said, um, her philosophy is cannabis should be legal everywhere because from cutting off cannabis, you cut off the dealer. Mm. And from cutting off the dealer, that means you're cut off from the coke, the K, the MD, the everything. Yeah. So, leg- so legalizing cannabis because it can seriously help you. Yeah. It's got so many medical benefits and it's, it's this, I think it's similar to sex work. It's the stigma, isn't it? That drives people. And when, well, like you say, when people say it's a gateway drug, if we had registered regist- like medical records of the people consuming it, then we could keep an eye on people. We could make sure they're not consuming yeah. enough THC to make themselves psychotic, which is obviously a risk. We could make sure that they're not, you know, staying at home all day, just smoking weed and be like, but dude, you're not using it as a medicine. You're using it as a bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's fine. But I agree. I think anything that brings stuff out into the light and into the open and shines a light on it just makes it safer and makes it better for everyone. Yeah, which is like exactly what I try and do with the activism. Because I never, I never try and be like, I'm a vegan, I'm an activist, what you're saying offends me. I try and be diplomatic. I think I've only ever been really in your face maybe three or four times in the last few years since I stopped being really militant about it. Because mm. I don't like being like that. The only time that I've ever been like that is, for example, someone said to me, if you think murder is the same, or was it, if, if you think... um killing is the same as cruelty then you're stupid and he actually said that live on my facebook and that's when that's when i proper went at him like going no it's the product of murder therefore cruelty to animals yeah how can people be so separate and why do people say such inflammatory things it's just unnecessary Mm. yeah exactly like i mean i try not get involved with any proper politics talks or anything like that um because i i don't think there's such thing on voting on a good government because i think all of them are very corrupt um and i think you're kind of just voting for the lesser of the evil um but when it comes to yeah but when it comes to animal rights i'm i'm very very passionate about it and it's why i really want to promote wild side and me as a performer and and even now, because the blog's probably going to be my main income for the next couple of months until I can bend over my sewing machine again. Mm. With the um, with the blog, even it's showing it's showing wi- all women of all ages can use these sex toys, can use these lingerie, can use all the sex stuff. Because there's going to be lots of affiliates on there, and people can use all the discount codes, absolutely everything. Um, so that's all going to be great. I'm so excited. Um, I'm so excited to see it. I love witnessing people, as you were saying, like you, you don't believe in the government. And I, I totally agree with you because what are they doing? You're actually a person who makes change in the world through your actions. Like you are the person, yeah. not just waiting for someone else to go, here's a cause, join me. You're like, I'm starting this. You're, you're like a, you're, you start things. You're not afraid to. And yeah. I really admire that about you. Oh, 
thank you. But yeah, no, I just really, I've always wanted to own my own business. I've always wanted to, for example, I want to, short-term goals, build up the business, long-term goals, buy an apartment and rent it out for the constant income. So when I go back and forth from LA, there's always income coming in. Mm. Um, and like, I've always been like that. I've never been one for thinking about like, oh, you know, at this stage, I'm going to have a family. At this stage, I'm going to settle down. Um, I'm very much like there's short-term goals and long-term goals and the long-term is making sure the business makes enough money so I can travel and help animals. Like actually on my website, Wildside Custom, .bigcartel.com. Yes, there's actually link, There's actually a link for everyone. Um, yeah, can you see my animal rights? But not only that, there's um, links below to three different sanctuaries that I really believe in. Uh, Friends and Sam Zoo. Actually, I'm going to look at my website now because I've got one of the names. It's Believe Zoo, Friends and Farm Animal Sanctuary in Kent. Love. And also, I think it's called Second Chance Animal Rescue. That's my one. That's the one yeah. I volunteer at. Yay! I was going to ask you because I, it's honestly my favorite part of my week. I've obviously haven't been able to do it at the moment, is volunteering with the animals because we have fucked this planet. We have really fucked this planet in the ass. So any time I can take out of my week just to be like, I'm so sorry that you poor animals are in this situation. I'm sorry that somebody tried to keep you as a pet. Like, it's just that giving back, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's more as well like, <laughs> A lot of people don't know this, but actually for recovering joggies and recovering alcoholics, mm. it's actually, it's a known fact that they should actually be around farm animals. Really? That makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and retreat animal sanctuary. Amazing. Are these all down south or are they all over the country? Um, Belize is actually, Belize is in Belize. So in, oh, yeah. um, South America. <laughs> yeah. And then Retreat, Friends and Second Chance, they're all Kentley. Yeah, so they're all down our little garden of England way. <laughs> so beautiful. I mean, I'm a bit annoyed because I'm moving further north, so I'm not going to, it's going to be a bit harder to get to, but I need to learn to drive and then I will be there every week. You've got to do <laughs> it, girl. I love, honestly, going to the sanctuary, talk me through what you do at your, when you go to your sanctuaries, because I love it and I find it so calming. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. For me, I mean, the last few times I've gone, I haven't really been volunteering as much because I've kind of been figuring out which ones I should go to. Because also with uni, it's been hard to find the time. But now the over and yeah, now that uni's over in two weeks, because um, I just wanted to make sure that once I finished uni, I had a business to go into. Um, that's why I started it in my first year. Um, but now that uni's over, I'm going to be basically just going to the sanctuaries, just helping out as much as possible. But also the main thing for me is just hugging the animals, just hugging them, because people don't realise that that's the major point of therapy, mm. that you hug the animals. Because cows especially, they will give you so much love in return. Like people actually look up Esther the Wonder Pig on Instagram. Oh, I love her. She, I follow her. I love her. But yeah, she was actually saved because her dads were eating bacon one day. And they realized, crap, why am I eating bacon when my pet is a pig? Yeah. And then they realized, crap, what I'm eating could be Esther's mum and dad because they were killed and she or was their, Or their children even, like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's like, it's really bizarre to look at a creature while you're eating the creature. That's like looking at another human while eating a human. There's literally no difference, yeah, and right? I think, yeah, there's no difference. And I think people need to realize as well that there is no difference from a cow to a cat. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> like, I am, I've been trying to be vegetarian. I've been on and off throughout my whole life. Uh, but I'm such a conditioned consumer, but I've been vegetarian. Uh, pretty much mm. all lockdown, I've been pretty good. But I struggle with moving into veganism. So I'm sure you have some amazing advice for anyone that's willing to try. Do you have anything to share? So I actually believe it or not, because I grew up in a Jewish household where there's lots of dairy in the diet. Mm. And it was very, very difficult. Um, for me, it was slightly different than I would say most vegans because um, I have severe polycystic ovaries, which um, meant that having dairy is very difficult. Actually, for all women out there who have polycystic ovaries, going vegan is one of the number one things you can do to help it really? because it helps get rid of the cysts. It's the hormones, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it helps them because cause obviously when you digest milk and stuff like that, it's got hormones in it that put up your progesterone. Yep. They do. Um, yeah, instead of you developing more estrogen, which is why you develop more hair. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, it was different because of my PSO. I developed a severe cheese allergy. Oh. Like severe, it makes me throw up. Like even whenever my boyfriend has cheese, he has to brush his teeth before he kisses me. Really? Of, it's just like the chemicals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was different for me because after that happened, and then I realized milk started tasting a bit oily. And eggs. Eggs, it's more a moral thing because fact is, if I was living on a sanctuary mm. and chickens were running around and the eggs were just going to go to waste. Yeah, we have eggs at our one and we take them home or we feed them to the foxes, obviously. Yeah, and when it's that, I'm like, sure, go ahead, eat those because the chicken's not being harmed in any way and they're just living their life. Yeah. What I really don't agree with is you'll buy some eggs saying that they're free range but that still means that all the males would have been slaughtered mm. and it means that those chickens are kept for a year and then they're sent to the slaughterhouse and they're only let out for an hour a day. Yeah, I really find it so frustrating. It's advertising standards. 
that absolutely falls and conditions us. People have no idea, a lot of people have no idea that they literally grind up the baby male chicks, which is fucked mm. up. And people also have no idea that they can write something on the box when it's only partially true. It's with any food. Yeah. You, can, you can claim something is sugar-free if per unit of food it has less than a gram of sugar. So Tic Tacs, they, yeah. can claim, they claim to be sugar-free, but they're actually entirely made of sugar. But they weigh less than a gram. <laughs> yeah exactly. so they, can li- they can literally say free range but they're not they're not they don't even see the sun and they peck each other and it's horrible yeah but it's also like for example when um people say to me oh well i got this piece of beef or this bit of um bacon and they were like oh it's all it's humane and i'm going it's not humane do you know what humane is in their mind mm. humane is gassing an animal that's so brutal and- all you can hear on the outside is the scream, is the screeching and they're mooing because they're in so much pain and they're gradually dying. Yeah. And it's every single thing about it makes me feel sick and it actually makes me very emotional because those, they don't want that. All they think is I want to be free and I want to be loved. Yeah. Um, they don't understand what's happening either. It's so, like, this is so terrifying. Like, this is going to sound so brutal, but it's true. As someone who had family in the Holocaust, mm. what they're doing to animals is what they used to do to Jews. Yeah, that's 100% and true. And just because one, one was humans and one's animals, people would never make the direct link. But it's what, what we're going through will never beat what the animals are going through. And it's something that just for me, I want the business to promote helping the environment through being upcycled and then the money, um, once I'm earning enough, 30% every month will be donated to a specific sanctuary. Um, And same with performing, like, I mean, I earn next to nothing from performing. I do it because I love it. Same with when I do stand-up comedy. I do it because I love it. I don't really do it for the money. We need stuff that we love in our lives too, though. It's important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but every single part of that, I I mean, I would say the the performing helps promote the clothing because also it's a way that I can test out the clothing because I tend to make more pole dancey podium wear. I think your clothing looks amazing on stage. Oh, I think it's the doors of don't they? And and some of uh, Skylar, I think, have some of your stuff, do they? Um, Scarlet don't have as many of my pieces anymore. Um, the daughters have a few, and yes. it's actually Pyrohex where most of my stuff is. Oh, really? Good old lady. Yeah. I love. I miss Pyrohex, but I just I didn't have the time. But good God, I love those guys. <laughs> yeah. So, no. If you see, tell us see, more. Yeah, about You're what? They're all posting those catters, especially at the moment. Like, Shelly posted a picture the other yeah. day. Yeah, those are my bunnies. Are they yours? Oh, my gosh. Oh, so this is my naked baby. <laughs> hello, Indy. Indy has hello. just come to say hello. He's got a bit of a tan today because he went out in the garden and then he had to have a shower because he rolled in all the dust. He thinks he still has hair. So he, he has a dust bath, but with no hair. So we just get oh. <laughs> um, this, this is going to sound really funny because we're on radio, but I really want to rub his belly. Ah, his belly is so funny, isn't it? Look at it. It's got all creepy. It gets older. Whoop, whoop. It feels like, it feels like, I don't know what it feels like. You know, like your elbow, I guess that's what it feels like. Yeah. It, it, it almost doesn't feel like real skin. It feels like 
not real it's weird <laughs> yeah now that's another promotion from this uh podcast that people need to know about hairless cats yes that's so loving and giving oh my they god are. they are the friendliest the cuddliest he's the he's a dog cat yeah they yeah. love you and they will be your full-on companion like i, I, I was so much for anything but i would kill for one day i've always wanted a hairless cat called balthazar called what Balthazar. Oh, that's so cute. I love it when people give like weird names to their hairless cats because it just makes them extra weird. My cat's full name is actually Indiana Jones because he just climbs on everything. He's a fucking nightmare. Like, I, <laughs> I love have him. Name. Yeah. I had a feeling he was called Indiana Jones because I, like, I was so tempted when you picked him up just now just to be like, hey, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, legit. That's him. He's a little shit. I, I love him. <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more about Wildside Custom because I love the brand. I love the look of it, but I want to know kind of the inner workings. Like, what goes into it? You say you started it in your first year of uni. It's super smart. Tell me the story. Well, um, after meeting Agatha, like I said at the beginning, um, mm. we became best friends. Like, I visit her every year in LA, um, and through her, I've met quite a few great people. I met Jimmy from Trash and Vaudeville who sadly passed away a few months ago. Rest in peace, Jimmy. Um, also, Cody Verona who runs, um, what is it, Forgotten Saints, who's been making my clothes last since I was 13. Like, they're all intertwined with each other. Mm. And it was it's just phenomenal. And she ended up teaching me. And then I dropped her name in when I first ever messaged Painkiller Clothing because we met through Instagram. Ah, and such a great way to meet people nowadays. Yeah, and then a few months later, Sophie was like, hey, it's my birthday, come to Big Red. I think, and yeah, then we re-met again at Bloodstock, and since then, I then became her intern, and we just became best friends, and then, um, and yeah, she adores a gas's work, she also works with Ray Brown, so yeah, they're all like, in line with each other, and basically the ins and outs. Currently, I'm not doing as much of it, purely on the basis that of the whiplash, but what I'm eventually going to be doing is um, at the end of June, once I've moved, I'm going to be releasing a new collection of 22 new pieces. Love. Um, a lot of bustiers and a lot of hot pants because those tend to be the main things that people love. Yeah. Some of the cat ears will also be posted. Um, when it comes to custom pieces, I'm also going to be putting those out at the end of June. Um, because I know a lot of people really like the um, the painted jackets I actually do. Because I, I think they're them. awesome. Anything upcycled is so cool. It's so because it's unique. You know, you'll never see another mm. one. Mm. I did that with my boyfriend's jacket, and he he wears that thing daily, even though it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I will be doing those again. Um, and I'm going to be doing some ready to wear. And also, I will be opening up the custom side again so people can send me their jackets. Oh, that's um, a great idea. Yeah. And yeah, eventually, I'm going to be doing just some more custom side and trying to be coming out with just gradual collections. A lot of the internet, especially, is like, I've only just bought a new camera so I can start shooting everything. Got to like her online. There's so much that goes into running a brand. You never realize. Yeah. I'm actually currently working with the same graphic designer that Pyrohex used called Sammy Walters. Love. And we are going, we are developing my newest logo. Also. Love. 
Um, I would love to work with Eleni again. It was so much fun shooting those corsets. Oh, she's um, an amazing model too. She's so striking. Yeah, no, she's and she's just so lovely to work with. That's why I love. <laughs> We're like, like gushing, was, gushing for Eleni today. <laughs> I was like doing her. I was like doing her makeup, and she was just staring while I was doing it. And with anyone else, that would be intimidating. But her big old eyes. She's got such big eyes. Too. Big eyes, big butt, big boobs. I can't look away. <laughs> it's yeah it's 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 wrong but it's also great it's so wrong but so right (laughs) it's like with Shelly as well because you just look at her and you just go (laughs) Shelly Shelly designs clothes as well isn't it who who like influences you does Shelly is Shelly an influence she's awesome Um, Shelly was actually the first model to ever properly influence me Um, and she she actually gave me my newest uh, mannequin Oh, she's so kind. Is it like a yeah. nice community? Do you guys like share a lot of stuff? Well, I've actually noticed because I met Eleni at a burlesque night called Bad Women Burlesque. And um, also before that, I met her at Woodstock Models launch party. And since knowing her, and then she introduced me to Shelley, um, who it's quite funny who she then introduced me to Danny. But the funny thing with Danny was is that. Um, it was weird that we hadn't met beforehand because she's been shooting with my cousin Ron Fleischer since she did Miss Bud Miss. Oh wow, that was ages so, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, finally, when I met Danny, I was like, "You shoot with my cousin," and she was like, "Wow, that's a long time ago." <laughs> Such a small world, though, isn't it? I love that everybody's linked up. Everybody yeah. that I've spoken to on my podcast somehow knows. We're all like slightly linked, even though we're all in different friendship groups. The kind of alternative women's empowerment scene in london we're all we're all linked somehow psychic yeah it was, the same, it was the same with savannah i'll never forget that i was so funny because the first time i met her i was 12 oh, and wow. she and it was hysterical because when i next saw her on instagram was only about two years ago something like that because i didn't really use my instagram until i developed the brand and i looked at her and i was like that's not the Savannah I met. She looks so different. <laughs> it was hysterical because I finally saw her again last September and I messaged her beforehand being like, hey, remember me? I was, I was like 12. And she's going, no way. Oh, oh. I saw each other in person again. And I was like, you look different. And she went, yeah, you saw a different nose. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, my gosh, that was ages ago then. Yeah, it, it was so funny because... She, she was like, she just looked at me and she just said, yeah, you saw a different nose. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like a hole. Oh my God, I love her. Where was that? What tattoo convention was that? That was at September, London Tattoo Convention. At London. I love London Tattoo Convention. I love going. Yeah. I'm really sad about all events being cancelled this year. How do you feel about that? I'm, I was really upset about Rambling Man. I wasn't that upset about Download because... Mm. It's the one thing that gets annoying about being a performer is everyone's so competitive to perform, and I totally understand it. I would love to perform it download. It would be a dream, mm. but it the stress can get a bit much. And with uni and everything, this year it was getting like. Eh. Are you so, in your final year? Um, yeah, mm. I, I finished in literally two weeks. Oh my um, god! Oh no! Finally, freedom! <laughs> Literally, your life can begin. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Freedom! <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, it would be a dream to perform at Download. I would love it. But that stress was becoming to get a little bit too much. So I was 
a bit relieved about download. Yeah. But when it came to Rambling Man, I was gutted because uh, I got off his guest list because he knows um everyone's manager. Lush. And we were side stage. And not gonna lie, I felt like the shit. Oh, every, everybody needs that experience at least once in their life. Honestly, I feel so grateful for the experiences I've been gifted because to be able to see a band that you adore right next to them, like and feel the music, literally like feel it in your body. It's unlike anything that else. Happened, that happened to me in February because basically I um I worked my ass off in in December working at Natural History Museum I think. And awesome. I, yeah, I was working like crazy and then in the evenings I'd work at Torture Garden so you can imagine I made myself You're, so well you were so hard <laughs> and um I ended up getting enough money together and I was like you know what I'm gonna go to Vegas for four days oh fuck yeah. yeah I went to Vegas for the Tim Burton exhibition oh. which was amazing at the Neon Museum it was great and that was like a dream to see Tim Burton's pieces in right in front of me it's that, and, that like design kind of stuff it's like inspiring isn't it it's incredible it's just where like, did that I, come from like whoa yeah I don't know like I it's so rare that I ever get like really starstruck with people because I was um I was quite lucky with the school that I went to it had a lot of celebrities because I went to King Alfred's in Hampstead but um so I was kind of used to all of that stuff but him and Steven Tyler are just the, my two idols and then I got really lucky because Aerosmith's residency was the next day. No way. So I bought a really cheap ticket. I went to the venue and they went, oh, Steven Tyler's cut off your area. You need to go and get a new ticket. <gasps> I was put five rows from the front. Really? What the yeah. fuck, dude? This is like trance. It was like, here's some nice things. You deserve all of these nice things in yeah. life. Oh my and God, that makes me so happy. I started crying and it was so funny. I had this six year old dude next to me and we were chatting like crazy and he's looking at me going, dude, you're only like in your twenties. How do you know all these songs? I don't even know all these songs. <laughs> I'm going, I've been seeing these guys live almost every year since I was eight. My whole life. <laughs> and then Steven Tyler jumped off stage and I actually touched his shoulder and I still want to get a tattoo of <laughs> Really? I love and, that. Yeah. And I oh, just, that that would for me if I could ever get side stage for Aerosmith or something like that that would be like dream complete for I, me. I love just the the atmosphere of as a performer you're the same like I'm sure we're both drawn to that atmosphere but it's so nice to watch other people perform so up close like seeing mm. people seeing the way people come alive on stage the way their face lights up it's mm. my favorite thing in the whole world. Well for me as well it's like I've always thought, even what, even when I was younger, I've always thought Steven Tyler was the best dressed man in the business. And I've always kind of modeled myself after his aesthetic. Like people always come to me, they're like, you're not pure Rocky, are you? Or alternative. And I'm like, I'm not. Like I dress like class rock and roll meat kind of hippie gypsy vibe. You just got your own vibe going, girl. You got it going. Yeah. Like I love to wear a lot of dreads and things I like that. It. And I, and feathers in my hair and, it's always been after Steven Tyler's aesthetic and when I saw him in person that close, oh, he's the best dressed man in the business. He was wearing like this, it was, all le- it was like a leather um, waist jacket with so like cool. a paisley shirt and these long... <gasps> he always does like the, the full matching set. There's something about like having a full three-piece matching set that just on stage it's just, ah, or in, on camera or something like that. It's just, I'm sure that was a big influence for your fashion too. Yeah, well, for the fashion, actually, what was funny is I was thinking, like, how can I 
take what I make every day and make it a version that's different for stage because I also love kind of even Savannah's vibe and Marie Devilry's vibe where they do it's very traditional but they do it quite dark traditional yeah um but that that's the whole look doesn't really suit me so I thought how can I mix the two so I've actually actually I'll see two seconds I'm gonna get a sneak peek because no one else is gonna see this (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm so excited I'm planning so many new performance things in this lockdown it's been like the one thing that's pushing me through I've just been brainstorming but I can't wait to actually be able to put any of it in motion fortunately I'm getting a new prop built right now oh my god so for those viewers or not viewers listeners that cannot see there is some beautifully rhinestoned motley fucking crew platform pleasers holy shit that's sick as fuck are they pleasers and then you just you diamonded them yeah, they used to be pink, but yeah, I'm going to... You can upcycle anything, right? <laughs> yeah, just remake this whole look, in fact. Like, it's it's traditional burlesque. Yeah, but the rhinestones are traditional. The rhinestones are traditional, but it's also... Because I don't do burlesque, I'm primarily a pole and aerialist. Mm. Um, and eventually a little bit of fire, but... um. Yeah, with with this, I feel like doing it that way really does include the rock and roll edge. I really love it. And again, nobody will ever have those. I think the one one that makes performers stand out is when they really make their own costumes or at least they commission custom costumes because, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody can wear the same studded bra and the same pentagram harness. But when you've put your time into making... I remember one of my first favourite pieces I made was a Pokeball bra. I like rhinestone pokeballs onto my tits. And I was like, this is revolutionary. No one's ever done this before. And it it didn't take that long, but I found it so therapeutic, putting all the rhinestones on, like planning it out. Mm. And I just love it. I guess it is upcycling. That's another reason why I love like Marie Devilry and I also love, um, is it Polyantha? They both, I love, I love how they both pretty much hand make a lot of their stuff. And like, she, if you look at Polly Anther, when she does her bed of nails at, she made that whole outfit. She even made the corset. Oh my gosh. And corset patterns are hard. Yeah. Like, I, I was in shock when she told me that. And I was like, oh, it's so talented. That's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's like why I perform because it's great because I love performing because it's a form of expression. I really, I'm not into this whole competitive vibe that sometimes happens. I there is that. There I, is that. But we can avoid that. We don't need that. Yeah, yeah, I do it because I love it, and um, why I love is that with it, I can test out fabrics because I can just test them on myself while I'm wearing them. Perfect. I can, yeah, come out with this new designs and everything. And what's nice is like, I do it for me, but also with when it comes to the pictures, I can show people the clothing in action, Literally which is what, what I love. What it looks like on stage, and also you can yeah. trial it. You know as a performer what works and what doesn't like is this going to catch when I try and take it off and stuff like that yeah like I've always what I want to do with the with the line is primarily come out with hot pants bustiers mm. two pieces body yeah. suits because those are by far my favorite things to make um but also pole dancers and like podium dancers primarily can wear them and also even with the upcycled leather pieces that means um fire performers can wear them and yep. I've always wanted to make clothing for performers. And what I'm going to do is with the custom wear, 
that's going to be all the big stuff like the jackets and the trousers so yeah. if fans yeah so if fans want to message me being like oh we but we want full clothing we don't just want to wear underwear and <laughs> then yeah I can hand make that but that's all going to be custom so you've got my full attention that's amazing I think it really adds yeah. to an act if somebody's developing an act if you have like a full set so you could have the panties and everything but then like a jacket to have to strip off on stage or something mm -hmm. and that's the kind of thing that you would think about because you do both yeah. things that's so cool well, I'm, what I'm really excited about is, is I've been developing um Uncle, uh, an Uncle Tom's Cabin act and it's pole act and the whole outfit that I'm currently making it's like the proper old western <gasps> with the chaps and everything but oh it's got rice <laughs> so badass i have i have some chaps that i got at like a, a, a sale just like a bring and buy sale for for designers and just performers and stuff and they're my favorite one of my favorite staples of my wardrobe i wear them on stage with anything just cowboy stuff is, yeah. is so fun oh i can't wait to see that tell me more about your pole dancing because i've recently got back into it yay well um <laughs> oh my goodness when um when we've got my new one of my new places up i'm actually buying some poles so you have to come around yes and we will pull down we will but do um yes but no with the um i've been pole dancing actually for two years and um it's so funny because i trained as a ballerina and then i changed to contemporary dancer and then my dad yeah he stopped all of my lessons without telling me and so from 18 to 20 I couldn't afford my classes Ugh. and it was awful it was yeah. a horrible time and so I picked up yoga so because the classes were because um, my mom was trying to be a yoga teacher so ah. I was able to make classes cheaper um but then all of a sudden my yoga teacher who actually is for everyone on Instagram mellow forest yoga or mellow forest pole she was a pole addict and she was like come to my pole dance classes also if you sign up to the year one my year one's cheaper so, <laughs> so i was like okay let me see how it is one class addicted for two years today and it's great isn't it yeah contour poles you probably know her actually emily bradley contour pole oh i have heard the name yeah she's my pole teacher and she has been now for the last two years and she's absolutely phenomenal i love her to bits and yeah. I, think, uh, I think she performed at an event that I was at I think it, it was a, a colder pole as you said the studio no contour pole oh maybe I don't know her but it sounds amazing she, um, she performed at the last thing city oh I wasn't there I never I always miss this in scenes I don't go to I don't go to the electric ballroom anymore but that's a long story <laughs> for another time <laughs> <laughs> no I um yeah i was only there for literally five minutes because someone was supposed to stay around at mine after performing because they lived in kent and they ended oh. up not so i was like shit oh I'm you're like <laughs> oh, no, I, I barely i only really go to clubs now if i'm performing and as soon as i wasn't performing i was just there to help a mate and then i was like crap i've wasted money coming in here yeah <laughs> that's right once you start working in clubs i find it so hard to go back to kind of just hanging out there because i just I feel mm. I feel like I'm working all the time. <laughs> I mean, the only time me and my boyfriend really now will act as punters is if, for example, like what we love to do is we love to go to Grindhouse in Newcastle. Oh, and I like it there. The time, yeah, even though most of the time I'm performing and I'm like podium dancing, it's still kind of like a bit more of a let loose atmosphere. So, um, 
So yeah, it's only really when we're out of London that we're able to let loose a little bit. But I'm so strict. Like if I know I'm performing, I will never, um, I will never drink after. <laughs> I, I can actually, I can say this on podcast because it's tell so me, Tell me, tell me. I love a funny story, please. It, this, to everyone who will be listening, this is a <laughs> learning curve. I do not do this anymore. <laughs> My first ever performance yes. was at Grand House and it was great they were like oh I see you're doing pole because I know Jamie and Warren who ran it and I was like yeah I really want to I really want to start performing again because I'm making performance clothing get down to Newcastle it was great having so much fun and then Daryl was like to me that Daryl's my boyfriend Daryl Bestwood on Instagram um <laughs> he um Daryl was like hey let's go to the alchemy which is this place where they do all of these um it's like bubble it's bubble, pipes. Spring, bubble it's, it's spring. underground it no, it's in the mall in oh, Newcastle. It's a monument. Oh yeah, um, I love I love Newcastle. You know, I love it there. Yeah, I love it. It's so fun. But oh, hello, Gizzy Bean. Hey, Gizzy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was so funny because um, I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. We'll go and go go for a drink. And he didn't tell me that the drink he got me because I just thought it looked cool. He didn't <laughs> tell me that it, it had like four shots of vodka. No. It. Yeah, and so, yeah, but I'm tiny. Yeah. As well. And because I so rarely drink nowadays, because um, my partying days are really kind of gone, mm. uh, I'm the world's biggest lightweight. So I was already <laughs> kind of a little bit like, so, so I go, Daryl, why don't we go to McDonald's or something and just try and sober me up a bit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and um, so we we have like these two rounds of massive fries and then we finally go to Grindhouse and then the dancers at Grindhouse, there's drinks backstage. Oh no. So you're yeah. like, well. And, well, we were just kind of like, you know what, it's our anniversary. Let's let loose. And I had a couple of beers and they were like, Brooke, your song's done. And it kicked up my heart by Motley Crue. Yeah. And ran on stage, start, start pole dancing. And I wasn't that great at the time. I tried to do a little trick. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, crap. Oh, no. Ran off stage halfway through and had to throw up. <gasps> ran, and I was like, I'm not going to miss this song. Ran back on stage, finished the song. <laughs> ran back off stage and threw up again. Oh, no. Came back off and Daryl's like, Look, are you okay? Do you, do you want like another beer or something? And I'm going, No, I want water. And it was so funny because we were both like, Okay, we're not drinking the rest of the evening. Then finally, I'm, I'm sitting there trying to let my belly calm down. You're like, Spun, literally spun. Yeah, but then Ragdoll by Aerosmith comes on and I'm going, Oh shit. I love it. And Jamie's like, I put this in, Brooke. And I'm going, one of my favorite songs <laughs> I go out there and I try performing again but you can just see I've got these old videos you can see in my face that it's like oh crap she's, like, she's oh. just thrown up <laughs> you've got like the kind of like queasiness you're like well well oh, here it comes like oh, if you look at Kayla Momsen's old videos of when she nearly threw up on stage I look identical to that I've never <laughs> was, seen them but I'm gonna go and google them right now <laughs> they are, it's quite funny and then yes. I, I literally looked at Daryl last and I was like, hey, that's rock and roll for you. At least so I rock and roll. Up. Honestly, if, if everyone, any single person that has a performance, it performs, has a story. My favorite one is that I went away on, on tour 
and on my first night on tour, my first night, um, I joined them in, in Denver and in Colorado and I slipped off the front of the stage straight into the lap of this lovely gentleman that was in a wheelchair in the front row. And he says it was the best day of his life, but I was so scared that I'd like need him in the face or something. Cause I was, I was holding my baseball bat for Harlequin. I was like, did I just, did I just crack you in the nose or something? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. So I'm so glad that everyone has got a crazy story and what a way to end this beautiful episode. Brooke, thank you so much for talking to me. I've had such a lovely time. Thank you. I've had such a great time too. But yeah, for everyone who's, who will be listening, it's yes. Wildside Custom on Instagram, wildsidecustom.bigcartels.com for all the clothing, everything performing and animal activists. And then releasing the same time as this podcast, vibrant underscore love the blog where you will be able to see a ton of um discount codes and everything that will be released for all of these new sex toys so yeah <laughs> amazing brooke you're such an amazing eclectic like multifaceted i say multifaceted to all of my guests because i literally i don't know why i speak to you guys expecting you to have like one or two interesting things and you're just the most interesting people ever so thank you so much <laughs> for sharing the inside of your brain with me Thank you for for asking and everything, but um, but yeah, I, I find it quite funny when you say that, considering the amount of jobs you do. You do so much. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? What the fuck? Like, how many jobs do you have? I have so many jobs. I have. I feel like some of my jobs have just spawned new jobs as well. I'm like, oh well, now I do this as well. I'm now a video editor, I guess. It's yeah exhausting like i was saying earlier about your your brand or all the photography people don't realize how much goes into it so honestly the yeah. hard work it's like people yeah it's like with shelly she she i remember shelly once saying it's impossible to, to, for her to have one job because she's got like five <laughs> i like that though i find it more interesting don't you think oh yeah like it, it can get a bit confusing at times but it, it, it's one of those things where if you're creative you can't really help it That's you've got it. so many things going on like um, one day I'll be painting, the next day I'll be making clothes, the next day drawing, the next day doing photography, the next day performing, the, the next day going my pitch, you know? Yeah, exactly. I love it. I feel like it just it just brings variety and spice to life, and that's my favourite thing ever. Brooke, you're a fucking awesome legend. Thank you so much for joining me. What are you doing for the rest of your afternoon? Like, what's your plan? What are you chilling? I am going to be sitting outside with my two gingers. I'm Ooh. going to be finishing uni work because I'm now um doing what my therapist told me which is taking an hour out to do other work and then doing an hour of uni work so I can kind of keep up with it while keeping my mind clear seeing it outside gonna get some water and then yeah I just have to finish that prioritize that and then I actually have a house to pack up oh my <laughs> gosh of course I forgot it was right at the beginning of the episode <laughs> damn dude well good fucking luck all my best Thank wishes you. to you Let's, let's we can find removal men. <laughs> oh my god. Moving in a pandemic, I do not envy you, girl. I do not envy you. <laughs> I but, know. It's like this couldn't have happened last year even. I know it's halfway through the degree, but it still would have been <laughs> At least it would have been not in the middle of this absolute global madness. Like fuck me. Yeah. Who knows what's going on right now? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, but- Queen. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.